Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hi, I'm Karan. And I'm Jason. And, and we're, we're the Bradshaws. Bradshaws. Welcome to Blended in Black and White. We're here to share and discuss our personal perspective on life from the point of view of a mixed and blended family. Topics ranging from faith to kids, race and politics, and babies. And along the way, we'll share our personal walk as well, keeping it real. Hope, Hope you, you enjoy. enjoy. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another week of Blended in Black and White. How are you today, babe? Hi, I'm doing great. How about you? Good. A <laughs> little busy, a little stressed out. A lot of busy and a lot of stressed out. Yeah. So we got a lot going on on a daily basis. Um, and it's uh, challenging at times. And um, dealing with, I think we mentioned last week, we have two. Yeah. Hi, sissy. <laughs> teens. Two teenage boys. Terrible uh, teens. Yeah. Junior and a sophomore. And then we have an 11 month old. Yay. Um, so a lot of challenges that we have had that are we are facing current yeah that we currently face um, with parenting you know and even just relationships with our kids with each other and just with people in general I think a lot of times it comes back to you know again we're we're people of faith and um, we try to seek God's will in our lives and exactly, exactly. yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's hard it's a daily struggle and I think it comes down to uh, yeah exactly a lot of cases grace versus accountability and or just balancing that I don't think you can I don't think you have to have one or the other. I think there needs to be a balance, and sometimes I struggle with that. I think that, <coughs> especially being a, a blended family and a mixed family, we come from two different cultures. You raised Jason Jr. differently than I raised JD, and we're trying to find a balance of what that looks like in our household you know, our last conversation about we got into an argument because Jason thinks that I always um, give in to JD and JD always gets what he wants. And that could be, there could be some truth to that. <laughs> you know? um, and then I always think that Jason gives in to Jason Jr. Huh, <coughs> imagine. Imagine and that. there's no accountability. Mm. But I think that what we're trying to where we're trying to balance it out is that okay, we may do things differently. But since we live in the same household, we have to have the same rules, right? So you may you may approach it differently with Jason Jr. because he is a different personality type than JD and I may approach it differently with JD versus Jason Jr. but we have the same rules we have the same accountability that we should be you know holding them to personality types that's a interesting topic maybe for us to talk about somewhere down the line too because that plays a role 
stuff that we're learning about um, in our counseling because we do family counseling. Um, I think it is important. I think if you know, if you want to better yourself, better your relationship with the people that you care about, um, you know, it's like a, it's something that has a negative connotation still in a lot of communities. Because people don't want to be thought of as crazy. Yeah. You only but it's go like to counseling because you're crazy. We all <laughs> crazy. Seriously. We are. And when you have kids, it's like, my gosh. You um, even crazier. Shoot. It, it, it's funny that you know, all the cliches that are out there and, you know, you think about like sit TV sitcoms and the way the kids interact with the parents and how they how they play upon all of the different cliches and stuff. And it's it's crazy when it actually starts happening to you. Um, you know, I was just telling somebody this story the other day about how when your kids are little, I think especially boys because our teenagers are boys and I think there is a difference. <laughs> exactly. Right? She's telling you how it is. When they're little, they're, you know, they're precious. And they're, and I mean, they still are, but let's be real. You don't, we don't think of them like they're that anymore. They're precious gifts in a way. of God. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's like, stop lying. I know. Stop lying to the American people. But when they're little, it's like, oh, they, you know, they can do no wrong. And, you know, I think in both of our cases, as single parents, you know, we want in general, we want our kids to have everything and we wanted them to have the best of everything. And I know for a fact that at times that I was too lenient and I let my son get away with things that I shouldn't have. And I think that uh, happens a lot, especially when you're a single parent and, you know, it's almost like, you know, there's a different kind of bond. It's like you have a friendship with your child. And, and maybe that goes too far. Um, and I think we both have that situation. Connection. S yeah, and, and that makes it harder as they get older. And now that the fact that they're boys, you know, there's a the, the different, um, with, with adolescents, the different hormones that come out. And they think that they're grown-ups. Um, and it's very challenging, and you know. I'm about to fight somebody. Yeah, it's crazy how, um, how it changes, and it's like, when did this happen, you know? But it's kind of like when you know animals have kids, and then the animal kid starts to try and show his testosterone to his dad. That's like what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's it's a nature Look. thing. It's a and it's not yeah, it's not fun or attractive. <laughs> not at all. It's not cute. It's not And they all I always heard, you know, always heard that boys were easier. And I mean maybe they are when they're younger. Maybe. Um but I think that our boys I think that our boys have two different um I mean they do have two different personality types, right? Right. So I think sometimes more Jason Jr. has the attitude mm -hmm. more than Jason. Because they say that with girls. Like, girls give attitude, hmm. have all the attitude. But yeah. <clears throat> I think that with how they are, you know, JD wants to be the center of attention. So he's going to just, like, do everything he can to be, like, 
make everybody happy and excited to be around him. Jason Jr. don't care. And not focus on what he's supposed to be focusing right. on. So that's where they're different. He focuses on the people right. than doing the thing. The interactions and, and not the tasks. And Jason Jr. focuses on the task. Yeah, which that's how I am, too, in a lot of ways. Yeah. My personality. Nothing about people, right? <laughs> relationships <laughs> at all. He does though, <laughs> just differently. But yeah, it's um, it's different. And so, kind of the the overriding topic, I think, and theme is really in our marriage when we started out. I think I know what for one. It's interesting when the people that you are closest to and that you love and you're around all the time. There's something about an expectation that you have that they understand how you're feeling, where you're coming from, et cetera, sometimes without even saying anything. And that's not really fair. And, and, and that's something that I had to learn. And then additionally, having a high expectation for your partner because of you know how great they are and what they can do but that has to be um countered with yeah i'm looking handsome today that has to be countered with grace and that's something that i i struggled with as well and i struggle with a lot with in my parenting because i'm the type of person um which is funny because i wasn't really raised this way but i think maybe that's why i try to overcompensate in a way but I'm the type of person where, like, you know the expectation. Um, like, why do I have to tell you to go take the trash out? Like, why do I have to remind you? You know you're supposed to do it. And um, I'm not going to, like, if you don't do it, like, I, I don't have a whole lot of patience for that. Like, I don't have, um, and, and I don't feel like you should be rewarded either for doing what you're supposed to be doing. I get it. There's a different varying philosophies with that in leadership and in management and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I get really frustrated really quickly um, with the kids and my parenting. And I almost feel like there is a lack of accountability um, really on both sides of it because nothing really ever happens like even when they get in trouble it's it's almost like it's oh well you know it it doesn't even do anything anymore so really where is the accountability in that um versus how much leeway do we give not only our children but our loved ones and other people how much leeway do we give to allow for mistakes you know, it's almost comparing mistakes versus just purple purposefully not doing things because they don't want to or laziness, you know. So I think those are differing topics maybe too. I mean you can bring them into the same you can bring them into the same thing, right? And to the same topic. Laziness, not doing it on purpose, forgetting, whatever. Because when you get on the job, those excuses still mean you didn't get the job done and you didn't get it done right. Right. But when God in the Bible talks about sin, Jesus said, what did he say? Forgive 70 times seven. That's a lot. Forgiveness, grace, right? 
So, I mean, if we start there, but with my family, how we grew up, as we got older into our teenage years, me and my brothers and my parents, my parents, <clears throat> they used to whip our behinds. And I was the kid that I learned. Like, my parents will tell you, oh, no, we didn't have to whip Koran too much, but we did our boys. Right? Huh, surprise, and, surprise. And then <laughs> as my brothers got older, my parents were like, no, they're too old for us to whip. You know, and... My parents weren't abusive, so they didn't punch anybody in their faces. It wasn't that kind of stuff. The stuff that I feel like doing to our boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't do. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that my parents still had rules and guidelines that we had to follow, and there were always consequences. There was always something being taken away. And as our counselor, you know, as she keeps advising us, I went to this last counseling session alone, and she said that they're teenagers. The teenage years, they only focus on their friends, and they only focus on themselves. Th nothing is about being good for their parents, doing things for their parents, helping out at home. Everything is about what their friends are going to say, how they can help their friends, what they can do with their friends, for their friends, by their friends, through their friends, or for themselves. Right. I'd almost rather, you know, at times it be somewhat m more for themselves than for their friends, you know, to focus on what they need to do in different instances to really set themselves up for life, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's like they don't, like you said earlier today, I believe they don't care about us. They don't. So that's where it's hard. Like parenting is, man. Like we're like really it's the hardest job there is. I like think legit, we're if you want to if you care. We're relearning unconditional love right now. We thought we had it when we had our oh kids. Oh yeah, it's right? different, but it changes because it's totally different now. Like you can love. There's a difference with love and like. You know, there mm -hmm. really is, and it's. I'm not saying I don't like our kids, but it's like you don't like a lot of the behaviors. What they're becoming right now. You don't now. like a lot of the the attitude and the just the. The lack of, you know, I'm the type of person where just recently, like 20 minutes ago, if I ask you to do something, I expect I expect a okay or something a to response. acknowledge that you heard right. me to where I don't. Did, did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. Hello. So that <laughs> that type of stuff, like I still um, I'm learning to be able to move past it because, like, I feel like I'd fly off the handle a year ago. So. It, but it, it bothers me, you know, and I, I don't have, again, it's the people that you're most closest to that you, you hurt the easiest as well, I think, because you're not afraid. You're so comfortable to show your, your full feelings. And um, so to be able to have grace for those that are closest to us, um, at times you would think it'd be easy. It sounds easy, but. It's because we expect people to do what we do. That's right. And, and to think I how we hearing, think. Yeah. yeah. That's and the I hardest thing hearing, about being a leader. Yeah. I keep hearing lately, like, you have to s lower your expectations. People aren't going to do what you do. They're not like you. They don't think like you. They don't want like you. They're not thoughtful like you. They're not going to do what you do. And that's a word right there for somebody. That's a word for people. That's a relationship thing. Yeah. 
and you're, you know, I guess I maybe have never really thought about it as far as a parenting thing, but that's true because I teach any time that I've promoted managers and new managers and young managers, that's one of the first things I talk to them about is because they get frustrated. That's the hardest thing to let go of as a manager is your mindset of it, your expectations and managing your expectations and having an understanding that these people may not even care. And if they do care, they're probably not going to think about things the way that you think about right. it. So you how do you get through to them? And I think that, I th- you know, when Jesus walked the earth, he came to people on their level. And so we have to keep remembering that we have to get on their level. When we, when I used to work at F.A.O. Schwartz, this was a big thing. Say what? <laughs> What'd you do there? I was a toy soldier, and I was also, I dressed up as a Corito kid. This doll's name is Lulu. And she's an African doll, and she's a girl, and she played soccer. And you can look it up, Corito Kids Lulu. And I dressed up just like her. I had on her little blue skirt. and Like, it was a little cute soccer outfit. Some black sneakers. It's a yellow and white shirt, jersey. But um, when the kids came into the store, the first thing that they would tell us to do is get on the kids' level. Get on the little kids' level. Get eye level with them so that they can get excited and understand and get to really see. And you get to see (laughs) from their perspective. Yeah. Well, it's easy when they're little toddlers. But I mean, when you just think about people, get on their perspective, get yeah. on their level so you can connect with them. It's like, how do you navigate through the, you know, it's like taking off those layers of attitude and emotion and but then think about all that other stuff. And our layers of bitterness, brokenness, mm-hmm. and disappointment in people and how we have to deal and still love. And that's where it comes full circle for me to not just with kids and loved ones and marriage, but just in society in general, how especially as Christians and people of faith, she's telling it, she preaching right now. That's right. How there's just such a, in a lot of circles, there's a lack of grace. Everybody wants to focus on the accountability and what should happen when people do wrong what should happen if so-and-so does this, um, they said this, they, whatever, you know, the whole cancel culture thing. And as people of faith, we should be the first ones to offer grace to other people because we were given to us. Um, and I guess my struggle is I feel like it for, for me, that's an easier thing to do. What I see daily in society is that that's a challenge for most people even devout christians Mm -hmm. for me personally for some reason uh, that's typically easier for me to do than it is to do with people closer to me my family and i think it's the expectation thing you know but i don't understand you know social media how people are just so ruthless you know, and, and they're and it's the it's sad thing about it is, is like people don't think about when you point one finger at somebody else is three fingers pointing back at you. So if you're thinking about somebody and all the bad stuff they did, 
think about all the bad stuff you did to somebody else and they cousins, aunties and uncles. Right. And the stuff that you want people to forgive you for. Well, and that's cliche, too. And it's like people think that they're above it, like they're righteous, you know, and that's what I really and it makes other Christians. That's why there's that's why you don't get people to come to church. That's why people don't want to be around people that are so judgmental. Right. Like we should be the last people to judge people. Right. You know, and it's like. I don't know. It's the whole um, the cancel thing, the, the society thing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what the thought behind this topic today was. There's there's an opportunity, I think, for all of us to offer more grace. We just have just to in be general examples. and to ourselves too. to ourselves, to other people, to our children. Our children are the future and if we are out here and I believe <laughs> she knew I was gonna do that I think that if we don't start being that example for our children they're gonna keep going with this cancel culture and just ruining people's lives we have to stop ruining people's lives because oh they said something racist 25 years ago so we're gonna take their job away do you understand you're taking away someone's livelihood Yes, I understand that comment was racist. They shouldn't have said it. Let's reprimand them for it. Let's talk to them about it. But everybody in the whole world doesn't have to see somebody getting in trouble. Right. For for it it to be right. And it makes you feel better because somebody else's. I see what they did to him and I see how they got in trouble. It's none of your business how they're being reprimanded or disciplined. It's none of your business. That's another thing to manage with your kids, too. When you have multiple kids, they're always looking for what the other one's doing and seeing what they can get away with, and just in leadership in general, too. Not to delve too much into that topic, but, um, you know, trying to teach your kids, hey, to focus really on what you're doing, what you're supposed to do, what your task is, what your expectations are to be your best. Stop worrying about what your brother's doing. Right. Or your classmates or whatever. Focus on you being the best you. You know, okay, so they didn't take the trash out. That doesn't mean you don't you have don't. to do it. Exactly. Because you're giving them power over your um, actions at that point yeah. and your performance. And if you do that in the job, no, nobody care. Okay, you may have a conversation with me. Hey, so-and-so is not pulling their weight. I'm going to be like, oh, okay. But if you do the same thing, then I'm just going to say, well, you're doing the same thing. Right. Like, why am I going to listen to you? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but yeah, like you said. Um, grace. Grace. 70 times 7. That's what we should be giving people. Forgiving people. 70 times 7. That's what we call in this show today. 70 times 7. Forgive That's people. That's 490. <laughs> Forgive people. Let things go, and remember, be an example for your children because they're not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. That's right. We thank you all for listening and uh, coming back. We'll, uh, we'll keep doing this and um, have some fun as long as God keeps telling us to do it. And uh, share, share your feedback, please. You can comment. Um, look for the show out there, Spotify and other 
places you get your podcast. We'll try to put it on some social media as well. So thank you guys. Bye-bye.